You're watching Leafs Morning Tape with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. What is good, everybody? Who's ready to get hurt again? It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill for the Wednesday edition of Leafs Morning Take, but a different feel this time around, Rosie. The season opener, dude, it's finally here. It feels like just yesterday they didn't show up against the Florida Panthers in the second round. How are you? And obviously, we'll try our best to reconnect here with Jay Rosehill. That's the clunky start we needed to this uh, regular season. I love it. But Rosie will be coming up in mere minutes, and we'll get his thoughts on this uh, season opener for the Maple Leafs against the Montreal Canadiens again. Welcome, uh, Wednesday edition of Lease Morning Take. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts uh, by searching Lease Morning Take or here on YouTube. We're really pushing the YouTube this year. You guys have been fantastic, very lively in the chat. Uh, Duke, by the way, I did see your your post in the YouTube chat 30 minutes before the show went air. Go live, you pigeons. So we we see you, we hear you. That's why the show is longer this year at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe here on YouTube and uh Check things out whenever you can. Um, of course, if you miss it in live, you can always check it out uh, after the fact. So it'll be fascinating to see how things go tonight. I got a couple of stats to throw away. I'm a little disappointed by last night. I won't lie. I was feeling good about the Seattle crack. And I was telling the guys before the show uh, got underway that Seattle was a team that really, really hurt me. I think we have Rosie back in the mix. What's going on, buddy? I thought my house got hit by lightning. She just went kapow. Smoke started coming out of the laptop, but I'm good now, buddy. I put her out. I think it was uh, Santa Claus on your roof because it feels like Christmas today, bud. Yeah, it does. Long time coming, baby. We keep we just keep saying, I can't believe it's here. I can't believe it's here. It's just never here. Like a few more hours and we're going. So I got a major league gripe for you. So you know, you know, I love my shop props. Uh, it, it was free money last night. Connor Bedard and that shop prop makes his NHL debut. And I don't know who's like, I want to know who professionally counts at these games and how much money they make per season because. It was fascinating, beyond belief, Rosie, to see the shot prop go up and down for Connor Bedard as the night went on. And up last and time down? I checked, it went up and down. It, it finished at five. It should have been like nine. Last time oh. I checked, if it hits a goalie's pad or anything or the, you know, hits a goalie, period, it's a shot on goal. But apparently that that has changed in this world. Really? That's interesting, yeah. man. It's that that can't be done. It's got to be pretty clear. Like the hitting is hard enough. I don't think you see too many shot props on over under hits because it's so subjective, right? But uh yeah. that's disappointing to hear because you text me after like the I think it was a second period we were watching, and you're like, I mashed the shot prop, and I was like, I missed it. I was late, and you're like, he cleared it in the first period. Yeah, but dude, they changed the number 16 times, and this is a across the board. That's my only problem with betting in the NHL. Like you're either in or you're not. And if we're going to start fucking around with the numbers that people are going to get pissed off and people are going to be in a really bad way. And there's going to be some, some hate back the other way. Uh, I, I know it's early on in this process, but like, I don't know anymore what an actual shot looks like. And maybe I'm the degenerate for betting on shots in general. But I mean, when you open up betting, people are going to bet on whatever. And it sort of excites me when a guy shoots the puck, especially with the authority that a Connor Bedard does. But now you're taking shots away from me. My money's on the line. You can see where the issue arises. So did you hit? Did you make your... Did you win? Yeah, I mean, the number was so juice. Like, I got it at minus 120, but I also... I, I took over three and a half, over four and a half as well. Um, and what do you end up had on the NHL? What do, you, what do you get? He finished a five. Okay. Yeah, but... Dude, I watched the game. He had like eight shots on goal. I hit goalies. Like, yeah, it, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a fishy situation nonetheless, but shifting the focus as well. Uh, we do have a guest coming up in 15 minutes from now. I thought this is perfect and you brought it up, but he played for the Montreal Canadiens. He played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He is a personality in media. It was just a combo made in heaven for this show, for the season opener to help tee things up. Colby Armstrong, your former teammates coming up in 15. How do you feel about that? Iron Brewster. Feel good about it, man. It's always good to see that guy. He's always got a smile on and acting like a donkey. So, yeah, we haven't had him on since last year, probably early, too. So it'll be good to get him back on and, and pick his brain a little bit since he's uh, one of the few men who's played for both teams. And he's also one of the few people to see Connor Bedard play an official NHL hockey game. He was there in Pittsburgh last uh, night. The Kyle Dubas era underway with a big fat L, baby. Not the troll, everybody, but a uh, tough, tough start for them losing to the team that we think is going to be one of the worst in hockey. So a tough start for the Pittsburgh Penguins. 
We'll go over the Bedard debut. We'll go over the season opener here between the Leafs and the Habs. But it's a different feel to this team this year, Rosie. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it is, man. I mean, they've been, you go through ebbs and flows, this uh, salary cap era of when a team's peaking and when they're rebuilding. And it's kind of more evident than it's ever been where teams are sitting. And the Leafs have kind of been up there peaking for a little while, and they've only kind of gotten better every season. And after last season, it's like, okay, let's address some issues. And it feels like they address them pretty well. I didn't think we could get both Domi and Bertuzzi and, you know, Klingberg, um, his potential is there. It's not exactly a slam dunk. It's not like we got, you know, a, a premier, premier NHL Norris candidate type of defenseman, but the guy knows how to play hockey and we're hoping he can fit in the, the lineup a little bit. So there's lots to be excited about. Um, in I mean, I just keep going down the lineup and Bertuzzi and Domi, I, I like the additions too, but nice, man. He's just a guy that I, uh, I don't know. I'm going to start getting hate for being too much of a, a nice suckler, but I just, I just can't wait to watch this kid with his first, like this is his first, his beginning of his journey with the Toronto Maple Leafs in my opinion is tonight. You're officially a nickname guy, by the way, you had a good nickname for Fraser Minton in our chat yesterday. What was it? Like Mincy or something. Oh, it would have to be Mincy. Oh, that would be... It, no, it, it it was something else, but I was like dying. I'm like, this guy already has a nickname for the guy who hasn't played in the league. It doesn't matter if you know him or not. Just his name. If you don't want to say the two-syllable name, you just chuck a one silly on there. <laughs> no, it's funny because I we, we interviewed Cody Franson last week and like right away I was calling him Franny, man. Like you don't even realize it. I'm like, this is a chill Franchise. podcast. This is in the corporate world. I'm not calling him Cody. It's Franny because that's how he's known. And that's what he probably Cody. responds to. No, I bet he hasn't been called Cody from anyone outside of his wife and family. And in, in probably years, man, franchise is what I usually call that guy, but I'm sad. I missed it, man. I spent yeah. a lot of time. Our wives hung out and everything as well. So, uh, I was mad. I missed that, but when I'm gone, you need to fill the time with something, right? I mean, you're just blowing in the ether lost like a, like a new newborn calf out in the wind just not sure what to do so i understand so don't worry yeah. about that don't beat yourself up yeah no actually it was uh, the best show we've done this season in terms of views and hits so uh everything's <laughs> going accordingly here but yeah make sure you go back and check out that interview with cody franson and i i think in general that's sort of our plan this season i think people who want leafs content who watch leafs content want to want to hear back to some of these like retro players man like at least i would i mean uh, i think it's cool to have guys and yeah we talked a bit about the 2013 team and stuff like that but i think it's always fun to hear the perspective of people who played for this team and that's why i think it's so cool to work with you well it's throwbacks right like if yeah. you follow this team for a long time which most leafs fans have it's not like oh i started following the leafs in 2018 it's like probably not but Maybe, but the majority of them have been following for a long time. So it's nice to have that throwback where you get to go back to, uh, you know, a different era and be like, oh man, I remember that. And then it, it you know, it yeah. triggers some memories and I wish there were uh, happier memories of more W's and championships and banners being hung up. But uh, not a lot of people can say that in the last, what did we decide yesterday? Oh, what did dude, we decide? I'm still trying to do the math. So 67, 2000, that's 33. No, wait. Yeah, it's 33. <laughs> No, no, it's not. What? <laughs> 33 years? 67. Wow. No, no, no. I said 2000 minus 1967. That's 33 years, right? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And you do 33 plus 23. <laughs> Math's not our fourth day. Can you. somebody in the chat tell us how many years it's been since this damn team has won a Stanley Cup, please? I had it off the bat. We are two meet. What is it? 66, right? Yeah, I think you're right. We're we're yeah. two meatheads. I'm the bigger meathead, dude. Funny enough, like my last name's close to algebra. I was just terrible at math. I gave up. I'm like, you know what? Probably should do broadcasting. Math is not my thing. I'm that guy too. I like words, not so much numbers. Numbers, there's only nine of them and you just jumble them different ways. Words, you can do anything with. I like the word game. Yeah. So before anybody chirps us in the chat, we are two meatheads and we do own no it. Um, Aaron says his math says 56. So yeah, we're we're gonna have to do some. <laughs> we got a lot going on this morning. Yeah, we do because uh, we have Leafs Habs men. Uh, what does that mean to you, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens? Well, my first game, man, it was uh, the culmination of so many years coming up. I mean, I wasn't a guy like <clears throat> some of these guys that you're seeing step out of junior, step out of the draft, playing the show. I had to, I had to work for it. I had to put in my time. I had to grind. I had to switch positions. 
I just put my head down, ass up and just tried to make it. And when that day came and it was, you know, I got to prepare for it a little bit because I made it out of training camp. It was opening night in Toronto versus the Habs. My dad gets to fly in last minute. Um, that's what that means to me. I mean, I remember after my first shift looking down, being like, holy, I, like I did it. I did it. Like you could never not say I didn't play in the NHL. Like that's all I wanted. And it was, it was weird. I remember that night I had to like reevaluate my goals and stuff. Cause it was just that single thing for so long. Um, and it was really, really a wild night. So I remember that very well. Um, I think we lost in a shootout actually, which is frustrating, but just a wicked, wicked experience for me. And, and the fact that I got to do that, something special for me on a, such a special night in the NHL in general, like that, that classic Leafs Habs open up the, the season game is, uh, I don't think you could pick a better one if you ask me. Yeah, I'm with you on that front. By the way, the answer is 56. And thank uh, goodness we have producer Aaron Bordado. It's been 56 years since the Maple Leafs have last won a cup. But uh, yeah, that's the that's the sort of things you remember for life, especially when you play a team like the Montreal Canadiens, original six. It just got a different feel, like the juices are flowing. I like the fact that they've sort of instituted this the last couple of years as well, Rosie, that it's Leafs and Habs in the opener. I think this is the fourth straight year we're getting it. And I, I don't mind it. I like it to start the rivalry off right. I kind of thought that they always did that because we we did that like I was 2009 my first game and that was yeah. Leafs Habs. I kind of thought it was always that, but it's it it hasn't been always that. Hey, it changed for a couple of years, and I've like when we get to our bet, I have a pretty big way or statistic that I'm going to throw your way and see if you're feeling it. And I've told you about this for the last week, but I look back and there's been a couple of games. I think there's one against Ottawa. There's one against Winnipeg. Um, where the schedule didn't go that way, but I think they're they're starting to do it every season. It makes a lot of sense, no? I think so. It's wicked. Why wouldn't you like that? Last night, Bedard, Crosby, um, like 20 years difference in their draft, facing off against each other. Why wouldn't you do that? You get to start with a blank, clean slate for the scheduling, put together those storylines. That's phenomenal. I sat down and yeah. watched because I'm like, should I get to see Bedard, see what he does out there? And then I get to watch Cros, which is, always fun just to see what he does and i just watch him out there and go where does he go out there what does he think like and usually i'm on the other side of the rink than where he is and that sums up a lot about me but it's nice to watch and those storylines are wicked and why wouldn't with all the history and fandom of the leafs and habs why wouldn't you set them off on the season at the same time yeah dude i was gonna ask like that's what i i was trying to stumble i was trying to figure out what i was gonna ask you did you went no bucky right for your opening warm-up for your nhl debut against montreal right um yes so i didn't dude i didn't, I didn't even know this but you're not allowed to do that anymore so bedard Thanks makes his debut all. last night so does kevin korchinski the first round pick from a couple years ago for chicago and i guess there's a 2500 dollars fine that goes with that but i'm sure the team's like you know what guys no bucket go do your thing we're gonna see the video right now there's bedsy just looking phenomenal shooting the puck like crazy love it but he didn't wear a bucket so that's 2500 bucks that he is not paying i can tell you that <laughs> I love it. I love no bucket war. My first NHL game I've ever been to. I was down at the glass with my dad and brother and uh, watching Theron Fleury playing Calgary. And he had his hair slicked back. No That's bucket. Sick. Joel Otto's blowing bubbles with his gum. And I'm like, <laughs> that is fucking awesome. Like I've never seen him with no helmets on. Maybe just Mac T out there is about it. But um, I said, I want to be able to play where I can go no no helmet and warm up. And my first game in the American Hockey League, I was 20 years old and I went to Mitch Fritz. He's like a six foot eight scrapper guy. And I was like, hey, what's the story on? I was so naive, right? I'm like on helmets, like, do you have to? And I was kind of aware of like the veteran thing. And he's like, you do what you got to do to be ready, man. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I don't know how long this is going to last. So I just go no bucket, warm up first game pro in the American League. And afterwards, he goes, I cannot believe a 20-year-old rookie just pulled that. Like, you're, that's unreal. I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and then, you know, I'd been a pro for like four years when I played first game in the NHL. And I went no bucket. I mean, I was a, you know, I was a tough guy and I had a, you know, a role. So I could, I felt like I could do that and get away with it. I could back it up. No big deal. But to see Connor Bedard out there first game, I mean, I love it. Like in 10 years, when you're looking back at his career, you'll have a chuckle and go, Oh yeah. I remember his first game. He went no buck and all oh, that sick drip and all that shit. The kids will be saying, and it's, I like it, man. Normally I like respect the game, know your role. I like all that old school stuff, but a guy like Connor Bedard rock, no bucket, get those picks, get the people checking you out. I love no bucket warmup. I hate that they took it away. It is a little bit crazy when pucks are flying around and it was Taylor Hall that got stepped on that day and cut his head open where they, they yeah. grandfathered it in. And 
I guess it makes sense. You talk to enough insurance companies. Oh, this guy got a puck off his head. They're going to be like, what are you guys doing with no helmets on out there? So it sucks, but I like that uh, at least they grandfathered in, didn't uh, didn't can it all together. Hey, I'm told we got a picture of you from your first game coming off the ice after warm-up. You look stargazed, man. Oh, big time. Well, I looked up. Maybe I did wear a bucket my first game. You Maybe just lied nervous. to everybody. You lied to everybody. Well, I'm the one that sent that to Aaron, so it's not like I was trying to hide some. But yeah, like look at that bad bucket. Kobe Armstrong wore the same bucket in Toronto, so we can both laugh about that CCMer. But I remember coming <laughs> off and just hitting the guys. And I looked up, and my dad was right at the top of the tunnel, and I didn't know he made it into town for the game. So yeah. that's what that pick is looking going. Is that ah. dad? And he snapped that pick. So that was kind of a wicked one. Dude, the, the question is, Fraser Minton, will he have a bucket on for warmups? My money is on yes, because it's a Toronto Maple Leafs. Fraser Daddy, the Minsky? Yeah, he'll NHL wear it. debut, bud. I'm sure everybody will. Um, grandfathered in, that just sucks. You'll never, ever, ever know what it's like to just grease your hair back and go snap it around with a big piece of double bubble and that's that makes me sad because that was such a cool part of it uh too bad but yeah i don't think anyone else is going to follow suit i think kind of connor is the one dude and he had another rookie out there with him who it's kind of hard if he's going to do it not to have both of them but no big deal i'm sure they'll pay the fine and never give a rip about it and have a chuckle 10 years down the road i want to see the lettuce on mincy tonight by the way our guest is just force feeding our chat like he's like i'm here so let's bring him in then (laughs) yeah Because Army's in the chat. Here's uh, Colby Armstrong. I believe he is at PPG Paints Arena right now. No, no, no. Oh, he's not. No, no practice today. Boys caught a lucky break. Early in the year, no practice. What's going on? What's What's going on, boys? We're chomping at the bit to get on Leafs Morning Take again? Well, no, I've got Alberga hounding my, blowing up my uh, messages. You know, this guy's a hound dog. He's just after it. He'd make a great, like, complimentary first-line winger to some really good players just because he just gets after it. He's a grinder. He's a That's workhorse. why he's with you, Rosie. That's why he's with you. <laughs> they call me a glue guy, bud, but uh, great to see that beautiful mug of yours. I don't know where to start. Um, since we're just talking about it, no Bucky and warm-up. Did you do that for yeah. your NHL debut? What do you think of Bedard last night? Oh, I may have done it for my NHL debut. I can't really remember that. Because it was in, back to, in the seventies, right? <laughs> yeah, to Jay, to to Jay's story, to Rosie's old lie that he just wove <laughs> to, to to your guys's <laughs> viewers. Um, I don't know if I did it. I wasn't a I wasn't a Bucky's off guy. I thought it was sick. I thought it. I thought when guys did it was sick. I was like a chin strap done up, ready to go and warm up guy. Like I I I don't know why I was like old school that way. I was like, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. So I did remember I wasn't playing one time in Montreal. I was injured and I came back in the lineup just to be in the dressing room. And I threw in the biggest wad of bubble gum. I went, no Bucky. And I was just like chomping it down. Just Rosie's point. Like that was so showtime. (laughs) Guys looked amazing. I thought they looked amazing with no Bucky, but you're right. uh, Nick, I think it's, I think that's, that's a, that's a rule now. No, you can't go no Bucky anymore. So what do you think was what do you think was going on in that room, Army, when he goes no bucky? Guys were just getting all jacked up and just like, you gotta take it off. You gotta take it off. All the guys are chucking money on the board. We'll pay it. Like, just go. And he goes, Okay. Oh. I don't think it was him being caught. They got yet. like one of the biggest beauties going, like Corey Perry in the room, who's serious and Felino too. Like those guys are definitely telling him to go no bucky, hundred percent. So uh they're probably paying the fine, probably. Yeah, it's not even a big deal. Well, yeah. I mean twenty five hundred like bucks. Ho hum. You know, (laughs) Army. last night I watched your segment with him and Sid. When did you do that? Like after pregame skater? (laughs) No, I did that at NHL media day, believe it or not. In Vegas, no In Vegas. Yeah, it was it was NHL media day in Vegas. And it was uh, I got a bunch of guys. It was actually really fun. The guys were great. And you know what? What's funny about those two as well? It's funny. They played each other opening night, but he looks up to Sid a ton. But they they kind of are similar in a lot of ways and getting to know him as well a little bit just the way that they think how like humble they are with themselves like I was I was thinking that like he was at the media day with his Chicago Blackhawks jersey on and I could kind of you can kind of get a vibe that I was like you know he was nervous being around being around it a little bit but like he was also humble enough to go like I haven't even made the team yet you know what am I doing here like why am I how am I wearing this jersey yet so cool um it was, it's, I kind of got that sense of that's, that's kind of the guy he is as well, but he played pretty good. I thought for his first game, all the nerves, everything going up, up against your idol and 
um, yeah. and, uh, and obviously ended up winning. Well, firstly, shout out. Go ahead, Rosie. I just think it, I watched it too. He's a little passive. Like he was, I like that he had like the respect of like, I'm not going to try to absolutely dipsy dangle every guy I walk in front of, which you can't do in this league anyways. But I mean, he was doing that in, in preseason. He was kind of dishing it around, just feeling it out a little bit. It felt like he had the respect that he's playing the Penguins and he didn't try to go too overboard, but also lots of touches, lots of shots. Yeah. Looked solid. I mean, I, I liked it. I had buddies losing it. Like I, I had him to score in the first period. It's like, okay, settle down, man. You're not going to judge the guy in his first like no. four shifts. No, well, he's coming in the game and like, I hear like he skates like McDavid and he shoots <laughs> like Matthews. I'm like, Oh my God, this guy's <laughs> an alien. Come on. Uh, there's no question. He's like a smaller guy, but you could see like a lot of a lot of stuff when he's on the ice, it goes through him like he's got the puck and he's not just a shooter. Also, like he can create space. He creates his own shots. Um, he sets them up. He can get it off whenever he wants kind of thing. And uh, a lot of the a lot of the action runs off of his stick. So the game's going to be on his stick a lot this year. He's going to have tons of what he had, 10 shot attempts, five shots on goal last night. Um, some quality ones. One was like a rebound smashing into the net as well. Give him credit for that. So. Um, yeah, I thought, I think I thought he looked good. What his numbers are going to be. God, I don't know, but it was, it was pretty cool. My son went to the game with my wife and we were doing pre and post game shows. It was national. So we were like in studio. So I didn't actually see him with my own eyes, which sucks, but uh, it was cool. Cause my son, all the kids think Bedard's like the shit. Uh, hey, yes. like my, yeah. my kid thinks he's unreal. Everyone Cruise thinks daddy he's likes him, eh? Oh, oh yeah. Cruiser. Cruiser daddy. Cruiser. Yeah. Melly Poo. Melly Poo got wide eyes for the young fella. She was, their seats were like kind of in the end where he scored, where they, he got his first point. So that's, I thought that was kind of cool because, you know, those are the kind of guys that you like, you're like, you went and saw him play and you saw him get his first NHL point. Like that's, yeah. that's pretty cool for my kid. You can say that way down the road. Yep. I knew uh, it was going to take Rosie about uh, six minutes to bring up your wife. Somebody in the chat asked. <laughs> well, where is Melly? Is she home? Is she in her jammies? What's going She's on? She's happened, bud. She, I, I, I made you know, her. Well, I didn't make her. I was just late night with the late start, Eastern, you know, 8 o'clock Eastern start, hour post-game show, got home late, and then Goodness. I didn't do the kid rush this morning. I got to sleep in. So she she's taking a nappy poo. She's taking a little nappy poo, That's Rosie. Nice. Did you, you were all jacked up from the from – the, from the game, you gave her the old elbow and hey. <laughs> she's like, get out of here. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah, Kobe. <laughs> so you guys haven't missed a beat from playing together. Yeah. Uh, oh, T Max yeah. TV writes in who is the hottest ho- hockey wife. Oh God. I don't know. <laughs> O'Reilly. I could answer that. O'Reilly. Next question. A lot of great wives rooms around the league. A lot yeah. of good people. A lot of good people. A lot of great people. people. Overlooked okay, so- people. We wanted to bring you on. I think it's cool. You're you're in a rare company, Colby, because you played for Montreal and Toronto. Again, I I tell you every time I talk to you, it's disgusting. You played for Montreal, but nonetheless, I get it. A job's <laughs> a job. But what is Montreal, Toronto? What does that rivalry mean to you, Colby? Oh, good question. Uh, I grew up a Habs fan as a kid too, so suck on that one, Alberta. That's terrible. Fucking yeah. terrible. Freaking Stanley Cup when I was 11 years old. Yep, I got it. I remember it. It was the best day of my life when I was a kid, when I was hockey crazy. It was the greatest thing ever. So I had that going for me. The rivalry, I don't know. It was it was there, I would say. It, it, I, you, you could feel it. And I think, you know, a lot of it is brought on, yes, by the players, but I would say like the fan bases. Like the fan bases make the rivalry. And I think quality of teams make the rivalry as well. So, um I don't know if Montreal is close to Toronto's level right now these days, um, but I I did enjoy playing in those. I love playing in those games just because I think the fans make it. I think, yeah. you know, Leafs Nation in Montreal, Montreal fans are nuts. Um, and then and then vice versa, playing at home, too. Like there's Habs fans everywhere as well. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the vibe of the fans make that make the whole game day kind of have a different feel. Yeah, Kobe, like when you started off playing in Atlanta, I mean, hot Atlanta, you're going to the <laughs> rink. You should have seen the rivalries we had against the Panthers, but. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. So you you go from that. We know what that was like. It's a, just yeah. a different market. And then, you know, you had your time in Pittsburgh and stuff like that. But just comparing, sticking with the, the Toronto, uh, Montreal kind of gig, to go from that to those two things, what did you feel? Did you like that having like the – 
like the hoopla surrounding yeah. it or was it kind of like roll your eyes my god they're crazy here about every little thing we do yeah and we're we're hockey players we're nerds so we're like uh oh yeah, yeah i think it's more of a rivalry because uh you guys say it is and uh <laughs> <laughs> max told me yeah that's what it is yeah did he say that already uh, he, he had to run back something he said is with Montreal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. I saw that right a while away. ago. Yeah, I know. That's so good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, Max grew up in like the Leafs dressing room. That's so crazy, but Seriously. awesome that he's there now. But yeah, I would, I, I, I love that. I, I thought it was, I thought it made it like the NHL. I thought it made it so fun. Like when I was in Pittsburgh and we got, you know, playing with Sid, it was like a circus everywhere we want. Every, everyone wanted to come see Sid. It, when we were on the road. So it was, it was exciting. Like the media attention was, was crazy. And the fact that, you know, also playing in Pittsburgh, whenever there was a big game at home, it's so close for like Canadian media to come down to cover like yeah. uh, a, a Crosby Ovechkin game, you know? And those are usually nationally televised down here as well, which like made it even like a bigger circus. So at coming in, I was kind of I was like, holy shit, this is like, this is the show. This is unreal from one beat reporter in the American League kind of thing or like four people to, you know, the circus. I, I kind of found it exciting. So going yeah, going to Toronto and playing in that market was like, it was like, holy, maybe more than I thought even, to be honest with you, with the craziness. Hey, Rosie. But it was, uh, it, it, I, there wasn't a dull moment day to day. It was just every day was crazy. I could tell you were nervous because like back when they had those RBK sticks with like the holes in them and then you type in creases and you started playing it like a flute. I could tell you were like really like taking it seriously and everything. (laughs) For once. I remember watching that game going, did he just do like, did he just do what I think he did? And I was like, fucking army. That is amazing. Those stupid sticks with the holes in them. Those are like the T-blades. Remember the T-blades? Yeah. T-blades of sticks. Yoke and Hesht, man. Remember that guy? You can hear him coming from a mile away. Yeah, Seidenberg used those. Seidenberg had those just grinding away in front of the bench. (laughs) Bad. Yeah, you can't sneak up on anyone with those T-blades. There's no question about it. Those are brutal. Yeah, but yeah, it was was also made fun, made made it fun for that. Like that's, I mean, Rosie, there's a reason why you're doing what you're doing right now. One, you have a fantastic personality and ravishing good looks, but also, you know, it helps to play for, you know, a market and fan base and be around that, be around that stuff a lot and being able to do this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. The rivalry was crazy. The attention to it was crazy and it was fun. Uh, it was electric and I mean, playing on hockey night in Canada, most of the time for those games was was something else. Yeah, sadly, I got the chat just talking about hot wives throughout the league that we're not going to name. Clean up the chat. Yeah, the the chat's hot. Aaron, clean up the chat. <laughs> I love where you're in. You're in our chat. Just talking. No, I'm talking about the YouTube chat, but the people watching oh. right now live want to get your opinion on this Maple Leafs team. So uh, I want to get to Dubis, by the way, because I threw out a nice tweet. I felt last night the uh, the Dubis are off to a roaring start in Pittsburgh with a loss to the lowly Chicago Blackhawks. But nevertheless, we'll start with the Leafs. Just uh, your thoughts on what they did in the offseason. Obviously, like a polar opposite type look from yeah. the, the previous administration. Yeah, it is. And then they brought in some, you know, guys with, you know, that jam. I mean, I thought they did that last year too with acquisition of a few, you know, key guys in key areas and Achari and O'Reilly and Shen. And, and, you know, I thought, you know, Dubas was pretty aggressive in trying to find guys that fit last year to, to have a run and to be difference makers and have guys be in certain spots, um, you know, that, that made sense for their team. Um, you know, but I do think they're still like, they're still good. I like the guys they picked up. I think they can contribute like in meaningful ways to this lineup. Um, how's Klingberg looked? Have you seen him? Barely been injured. He's yeah. injured. I, I think if he comes back and plays though, like I think he's, he's like, uh, he he's like Gonchar almost in a way that he can kind of maneuver the blue line ice in his veins, distribute pucks. He's not afraid to shoot. Like he's kind of like a, you know, a real quality quarterback guy for the power play, which but I you think guys make- know that you like, you know, this like confidence is everything. Like that's my one read. You guys know, I watch a lot of hockey, like John yeah. Klingberg in Dallas. I haven't seen that guy in years and to get his confidence back in this market army, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. But I think he's going to be put in positions to be able to get it. You know, like that's the one thing I always say about guys like him, guys like that get the opportunity to, you know, build the confidence, a guy that, you know, is struggling to score, but is on the first unit PP. 
you know, you could easily pick up two points. You could easily get one and one and you're like, you're out of it. You know, you mm-hmm. given those opportunities to build it where, you know, guys deeper in the lineup that are struggling. It's like, Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta do it five on five or, you know, you're not, you're not, your confidence is roaring because you block a shot on the PK, you know? (laughs) So it's like some of those guys with gift that are gifted a little bit differently, get put in situations for that, for themselves to get out of that. And you get enough looks at that and, you know, you have one good game and it changes everything. Love it. What, uh, you got your money on the game tonight. Who are you cheering for? I'm curious. Oh gosh. I don't know. I, I, I just think it's, I think it's, um, don't do it. I think it's like lopsided. I do. I do like underdogs. I do like underdogs. I would, I would, I would maybe lean more towards that. Even really? on your show with like blue and white flashing all over my screen with the Leafs logo <laughs> coming off the bottom there, right under I'm, Rosie's head. I'm surprised you had time to I cheer think, for the Habs with all the figure skating competition. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah, I know. I think the Leafs are gonna. I think the Leafs will win. I think they'll win if I. Didn't. We'll see. I have a good yeah. stat. I, I mentioned me this earlier on, dating back to sixteen seventeen. Seven straight first meetings of the season between the Leafs and the Habs have been decided by one goal, including three Ooh. straight openers. The thing I know for sure, and 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 you felt this, Rosie, is, and I saw it last night too. Is there's still. It's still preseason esque with a little bit of rustiness, not super great execution yet. Like, you know, you got to get like five games in, six games in before you start feeling still, you know, regular. So I think there's like, there's room for like breaks, there's room for sloppiness, there's room for not finishing chances, I think, still right now. So, and I find also in, I find like young teams have are 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 better in that situation like these young guys now are just a little cleaner they're a little bit more on it i don't know for whatever reason like they've i think through camp had to push themselves a little bit harder just because they're like oh shit this is the nhl like i gotta be ready mm-hmm. and they're not like managing you know how they feel coming through it so i think young younger teams have an, a little bit of an advantage early with regards to like how how ready they are how like less rusty they are I, I would put that in there too. Is that a stat? Even, what is that? Analytics? Even though they played 14 preseason games. I know. Buddy, like, one year in Toronto, I played seven of the nine preseason games. I was like on the exhausted. Bubble, I was you're exhausted. On the bubble. They just you're brought me in. <laughs> you're on the bubble. Yeah. Right. Like, Why do we sign this guy? Yeah. I, I remember Dangle tweeted something out about it and he goes, throwback to when Rose Hill made the the Leafs out of training camp. And I think it was like he fought five times in six nights <laughs> yeah. or something like that. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, these probably weren't just like, you know, grab a guy, hang on, throw a couple. The Rose Dozer just grabbed on and like, shaklank, shaklank, shaklank. Just started yeah. bombing. Just, just started bombing. Hair Oh, he'll be looking. There's no question. Yeah. And and you know what the thing I like about him is, yeah, he's got swagger, but like he'll he he's always ready. But he he'll make you he'll make you do something about it too. The way he plays, he's not just out there to like you know tap guys on shin pads off face offs. Like he'll run you and he'll run somebody in a four check and just blow a guy up. He'll he'll get a guy in the neutral zone and smash a guy and then like what are you gonna do? You know, so he oh, puts. Man. Yeah, so he kind of he he plays the game both ways because he can, um, in that regard. But I, I think you know with his play, and I think you know you take a Canadian kid too, and you you put him in a market like that, and you you know put him in a rivalry, and and you know you put him in opening night where he's gonna want to like showcase himself. I think you see something uh, from. I think you see some fireworks from him in any any way possible with his game. Well, this probably goes to both of you is like, so Rosie, you can start with you. Like this is the Montreal Canadiens. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs, the season opener. How, how do you keep your emotions in check? Cause like, that's the one thing I'm looking at from guys like the newcomers specifically Domi, Bertuzzi, Reeves. I mean, it's no secret yeah. what they're looking to do. They're looking to bash. They're looking to make some noise. How do you, how do you keep that emotion in check, Rosie? Well, I wish I was a master at that, but my emotions were pretty much all over the goddamn Some videos place. about that too. And in, in, in yeah. just but, take one less Sudi. 
<laughs> Jesus. No, I mean, these guys are going to try to remind themselves this is just a regular game, right? Like, they've been doing this a long time. I don't think they want to put any extra pressure on themselves. And, you know, these guys are going to be pretty good at having a routine and following it. They're going to stick to it. Luckily, that preseason is long enough. They've got to figure out where they like to have pregame, where, you know, their, their place is set up for their nap. They know how to get to the rank, blah, blah. They're going to go do everything they normally do and just try not to put too much uh, too much up on it. But uh, it's going to be a big game. I, I think I brought it up on this show, Army, when Mike Komisarek, I always remember that. Like, he was so horned up to play because he was the big, tough accusation on the back end of the Leafs, and we played Montreal, his team, and he just ran around and took about six minors. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. He was, he was on a couple suities, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, big coma. I, I think in particular, to your point, Nick, is like, like those guys will definitely be more, I think, I think everyone's on edge a little bit or has that kind of vibe for opening night. Like it's ready to get it going. It's different. The energy's different. The fans, you know, it just feels so different, but those guys in particular, like to put your best, you know, foot forward on opening night, it, it's like a little bit of extra juice, I think. So I expect, I expect to see something from them though. I like I do just because like, I think all three of those guys are like emotional players. Like they play on like, exactly they play on emotion so i think it'll only bring out the best in them here uh and getting it done i just hope it's not like a rusty you know slop fest of of, of like a preseason esque looking game but i yeah. i i do expect them to be noticeable with their play just because of all the factors Here's my call. Someone's going to take a dumb penalty. It's probably going to be one of the newcomers. It happens every year from David Clarkson to, to Kami. Like somebody's going to do it. Final question for you from the chat. Uh, one guy really wants to know what Army's favorite line to play on was in your day. It's got to be on a line with 87. You, you still ride oh, his coat. Oh. You're on a fucking couch with the guy. Well, I'm going to add another guy. I'm going to add okay. another guy. <clears throat> in the Winter Classic, the first Winter Classic game, the game that I always brag about, the game that I have the fastest goal in the history of winter class you do and i don't know if anyone knew that uh we didn't know but i want to let you guys know <laughs> i was on a line and that game was sid and Gito. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so that beautiful. was pretty good that was i remember beautiful. just you plucking yourself in front of the net man you were the ass guy yeah i just came and i was the hound i was the dog yeah. i just went after it i just got pucks bumped it to them picked the guy got to the net got open little give and go action get the puck back on their stick you like your little things like that that i did and you know the you know like if you have analytics back in the day like in that game like that's i was like probably had the puck on my stick for a total of like 10 seconds but i've just made so many spectacular 10 foot plays it was ridiculous <laughs> And then on my goal, like the fastest goal ever, I just crashed into the crease like a seagull ripping around the dump and swooped in there. Wango <laughs> just tapped one in on my stick, off my stick in the back of the net. But that was a, that was a hell of a line. A unique, fun, cool line that I also played in was in Atlanta. I played with Rich Peverly, who's like a you know good player, buzzsaw, could shoot the puck, yeah. he was fast. And uh, Slava Kozlov. No Kozlov, way. The old Russian, but he's just like Vyacheslav Kozlov. And he like, he's so smart, like with that give and go stuff and like how to, how to move pucks and just, just, you know, had a bomb of a shot. So I, I was pretty successful on that line too. I think I had my best, you know, career year in, in goal scoring too, playing with those guys. Love it. Well-deserved arm Bruce. Thanks buddy. Thanks for letting me pump my own tires for a while there, boys. I just went on love a it. little, little story time. We love it, man. That's going back away with Kozlov and fucking Atlanta. You don't seem old enough to be part of that stuff, but that shows how good <laughs> Thanks, you were buddy. at a young age, young fella. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it was, uh, it does seem like things are flying by. Like last night, the longest three players to ever play together record was set with uh, Malkin Crosby and Latang. That's crazy. And like Sid's entering his 19th year and it's just like, whoa, what's happening here? What the hell yeah. is going on? You know, now my kids are full days in school, all four of them. <laughs> it's like time is flying, boys. Time is flying. Is Chris still standing with his nose against the TV? No, <laughs> remember that? Yeah, no. <laughs> I know he's at the age now where I don't even see him. He's like, oh, hey, dad, he comes home. He Too cool for to school, his, eh? Yeah, he just um, goes up in his room and doesn't want to hang out with Well, it's like, you know, I got four kids and Cruz is my oldest and then the rest are girls. So it's like the girls are ripping around. He's like, he's like, get me out of here. You know, I'm going to go hang out <laughs> in my room. I'm like, dude, can I, come, can I come hang out in your room with you? <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. Either that or go try to make a fifth with Mel. <laughs> Thanks for okay. coming, Bruce. <laughs>
Shout out to Mel Armstrong. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Have a good one. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the year. Enjoy the year, guys. Enjoy doing this, buddy. Thank you. I will. (laughs) See how she goes. See you, buddy. You can't even turn his camera off. Look, he's still trying. He's the best. Always good. Always good. Oh. I'm glad I, I read that. that guy for a while. Dude, just reading the chat, like everybody's talking about a Reeves Jack Eye fight. They're talking about Montreal, Toronto food, and they're talking about hot wives. Ha, good. Those are all great things. Hey, you see you think... score for Nashville last night? How you doing? Factor, baby. One and one. Yeah. Good start, eh? I it's still weird for me to see Shenner in a fucking Preds jersey, man. I miss that guy. I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah, it was fun getting him back in a Leafs jersey there for a while, but uh Oh, well, we'll move on. But um, I don't think Jack I will even look at Reeves. Dude, he's tough. I know he is. I was pumping his tires. I couldn't believe what he was doing last year. He's got a bomb, but I don't think he's going to go day one against probably right up there. I mean, he's he's the premier guy in the league, Rebo. Be interesting to see, man. Can't wait to watch. Cannot wait to watch. Uh, By the way, this week's player to watch is presented by Covered Bridge Potato Chips. I'll go first with this, Rosie. Uh, There's two games on the slate this week, technically, until Sunday for the Leafs. They got Minnesota um, at home on Saturday. I'm going to go with Ilya Samsonov. 879 save percent, excuse me, in the preseason. Um, I think it's paramount that he gets off to a a hot start. I know they got Martin Jones in the three-string if things go awry here for the goaltenders. But uh, I want to see a hot start from Sammy. Who do you have? Yeah, can't argue with that. Uh, I'm going with Matthew Nyes, just the way he was buzzing out there in preseason. I think he's got that youthful exuberance. I think he's going to be absolutely flying out there. I'm going to be watching 23 hard tonight. I love it. Uh, Go to CoveredBridgeChips.com and follow on Instagram at CB underscore chips. As you see in my background, we're still waiting for Rosie shipment. We're going to try this on air together. We're going to do a little sample test on the show, but I got a couple bags behind me. I'm fired up to eat them, buddy. So you're you're waiting patiently for your, your, your shipment here. I know you had a big old spread there. You sent me a picture of the boxes that showed up. I can't wait. Man, I'm going to be breaking my fast with different flavors of chips one day here soon. Can't wait. Dude, so I got an email from my concierge because they email you in my building like when you get something in for mail. And so I go down and I like he points and there's one box. It's like, no, all six of those boxes, dude. I had boxes everywhere. I needed like the valet cart to bring it up to my condo. And I'm like, these are all potato chips. There was nine different bags of chips. Love it. I'm a chip guy, so I'm excited. I know that that was the first thing you said when we told you about Covered Bridge coming aboard is like you're you're a potato chip guy through and through. You're going to eat them in bed. They're going to be all over your house. Um, Halloween's upcoming, too. Like this is your season, Rosie. I know Halloween. God, I'm, because I'll have all those chips in stock. I'll just take all the Halloween candy and put it in the dumpster. Get it out of here. I got chips. I'm covered. I don't need that garbage in my house. Fair enough. Fair enough. I uh, wanted to get your thoughts quickly. It was a formality, but Noah Gregor, um, I, I showed you an email that I shared with Noah yesterday. Just congratulate him. If you didn't know, we interviewed Noah uh, prior to his start of training camp when he inked that PTO with the Leafs. Uh, upstart dude, really, really good guy. And uh, we're happy for Noah Gregor, man. He earned that spot here. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, he's got a fair bit of what the Leafs need, and he came in and he... He didn't have a, a spot. He didn't have a job and he went out and earned it. So good Western boy, loving that solid kid head on his shoulders. I think he's well-liked in that room and, and good on him. Congratulations on an NHL contract. Away he goes tonight. Very curious to see what happens here with Bobby McMahon. I know a lot of people in Leafs nation are, uh, love this guy, but he was placed on waivers. So we'll see if he gets through, hopefully fingers crossed. Cause he's sort of like one of those depth guys that you need. And then uh, Easton Cowan was sent back to junior, but like, can you just speak to the importance of having a kid you know, his first year after being drafted in camp all the way through until the opener. I think that's that's huge for him, no? Yeah, big time. Uh, it'd be a confidence boost. You know, I would, if I was his coach in junior, I would manage that and, uh, you know, have a little sit-down meeting and, and, you know, where are you at mentally? What are you thinking about being back here? What are your goals for the year? You know, it's, uh, you go back to junior, it's easy. You, you know, you got the all the show gear and the under gear and you got this and that and holy moly and you know, it's easy to be like, oh, I don't need to really be here anymore, but you gotta, you gotta keep yourself in perspective and realize, Hey, you got a little taste of it. You earned a shot to, you know, live that at that lifestyle for a, a little bit. You're too young to be starting up here, but now is a big year for him to be developing like crazy, working on, you know, gaining confidence for the right reasons and going out there and, and getting 
exponentially better all season long so that come next training camp, you come in and you're an even better player. Just keep putting the building blocks together. But good on him for going that far. And hopefully he has a, a big and healthy season in junior. For those of you asking about the um, the morning skate lines, it was an optional. So like Giordano, Klingberg, Lilligren, Gregor, Minton, Kampf, Nye, Samsonov, Wall, uh, are the only ones that took it. So we're going to have to find out um, at game time. Also, um, Max Domi was at, I forgot about this. Max Domi was asked about Sam Lafferty and him leaving in that number 28. And if he would take that number, he said, no, that's my old man's number. So Max Domi's not changing numbers, Rosie. I like cool. it though, man. Cause that just puts added pressure for no reason. Right. Added pressure. Schmesher. I just want to see two, eight Domi out there again, man. Not the it's same player. Not the same player. Nobody said right. he is. It'd just be neat. Need yeah, it would. I would say let's put Ty out there at this point. Uh, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. We, th- we threw a lot of different bets uh, yesterday. My Seattle one didn't hit. Um, the shot prop hit, so got a lot of things going for us. Uh, what are a couple things you're looking at for this game before I throw what I'm looking at? I want to see... I mean, it's not even bettable stuff. It's not really stat line stuff. But this is a betting stuff. segment, so. Ah, okay. Well, sorry, I'm not finished. Um, uh, I want to see the jam. I want to see the the heart. I want to see the hustle. But I'm looking at uh, that core four. I want to see who gets on the board early. I want them to start off with a with a bang and get their get their numbers going early. So I'm looking at you know Marner, Matthews, points over. See what they're set up. I think they're going to get on the score sheet. Look at those guys to be coming out firing. There's been a lot of talk for once about different pieces of the lineup. And we have not been talking about the core four for once, which is quite nice. And maybe yeah. that gave them a chance just to settle in, do their thing. And they're going to remind us who they are tonight. Shorzy, by the way, right. said Nick, take a shot of that crown Royal for game day. Let's go uh, more on crown Royal coming up next week. So stay tuned for that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, on that front, because you see it, you see, we've planted it in our background now. We got one here with Rosie, got one with me. So don't worry. We got things coming with our friends over at Crown Royal. So a couple things before we wrap here. I mentioned earlier on dating back to 1617, dude, I did some research watching that 530 Nashville Tampa game. Seven straight first meetings of the season between the Leafs and the Habs have been decided by one goal, including three straight openers. Which tells you I'm taking the Habs puck line. I'm sorry to say it, but like value's value. It's plus money right now. I think this game's going to be close. I didn't say the Leafs would lose it, but I think it's going to be a one-goal hockey game. So I'm doing that. Uh, Willie Nylander owns the Montreal Canadiens. 15 goals in 29 career games against them. Uh, His last three home openers, all against Montreal, by the way. Four goals, two assists, six points, 13 shots on goal. So anything Nylander, 1,000% you look at tonight. And uh, by now, we know Josh Anderson, the damage he does against the Leafs, dude. 17 Mm -hmm. career games with Montreal against Toronto. Nine goals, 46 shots on goal. So that's just slightly over two and a half per game. Those are probably the two players I would pinpoint. Josh Anderson, Nylander. And again, I like this game to be close. Yeah, it's funny how... uh... Certain guys scoring bunches against certain teams. Those guys would be good to look at. I wouldn't mind if you want some like plus money. Uh, jump on that the game goes to overtime. There's a history of very tight games with these two opening nights. So jump on that maybe too. We got to talk to our friends over at Crown because I got some ideas, man. Like I was thinking, do we take a shot after they lose? Do we take a shot after they win? Do we take a shot every time they win three in a row? Like uh, the opportunities are endless with our friends over at Crown. So. We should record a, a game live while we're deleting a bottle of Crown. <laughs> That'd be sick. Our, our friends over at Barnburner did a a very, very successful booze show, albeit they're in red solo cups because you can't show that you're drinking online, I guess. Um, but that's an idea, even though it's going to be 9 a.m. for you to start this show and it's 11 a.m. for me, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? That's uh, getting pretty alky out there, but maybe I'd sacrifice one day for the for the show. I'll leave this with with you. Um, October records. We talk about this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Last year they were four four and two. Twenty twenty one four four and one. Twenty nineteen six five and three. Rid yourselves of that musk, please. Kyle Dubas is gone. A new era. There's optimism. I want the Leafs to come out strong, flex their muscles, and set a tone for the season. Am I going to overreact if they win? Probably. Am I going to overreact if they lose? Probably. But nonetheless, you know what I mean. Set a fucking tone tonight, Rosie. I would like an 800 winning percentage in October to set okay. the season off, baby. Let's go. That's what I want. We need some goaltending. 
Sammy's going to be sharp. Watch Sammy tonight. He's going to be big. He's going to be poised. He's going to be cat-like. It's it's real bullets tonight. I think the preseason for those guys, they could give a shit. There's no numbers. There's no stats. There's no nothing that stays with them. They're just getting their feels out there. Now that he's got it, I'm looking for him to just be a cat in there. I like it. And uh, TML writes as well. Is there a new goal song for tonight's game? That is my dream since they lost to Florida. Out with the musk of the past. Dubas is gone. Hall and Oates, please, for the love of God, just change it to anything else. Eiffel 65, I do not care. Just no Hall and Oates, but you know what's coming tonight. And uh, we'll leave you with this. So producer Aaron got a photo of Rosie without a bucket during warmups in Philadelphia. So there was a moment. There it is. You look pretty ah. damn good. That game's in Toronto too, right? The truth comes out. I have no idea where that game is, but um, I I can't believe it looks I photoshopped. Up. You look photoshopped. Very photoshopped. Hundred percent. People are putting a lot of time into that these days. No, yeah. I I never wore a bucket my entire career in warm up. I don't know why that first game I did. Obviously, I was nervous, but uh, nonetheless, that'll probably be the only helmet you see on me in warm up if you're looking for them. Yeah, because if you. If you missed it earlier, like you just bullface lied to our viewers and our listeners when you said your your NHL debut, you didn't wear a bucket. And then we got the video. Oh, there's a picture right there. You're wearing a bucket for warmups. So, well, I thought that picture was me just coming off of like the first period or something. But there's Garnet Exelby behind me. Yeah. No buck cheddar. So I am a bullface. That guy liar. used to hit Exelby. Oh, yeah. former thrasher. Blast in the past, eh? We got to get him on the show. I forgot about Garnet Exelby, man. Shit, we should too. I got to go through the roster and think of the guys we got to reach out to this season for another successful Leafs morning take. Where are you watching the game tonight? In my basement. I got to, uh, I got to finagle it in between two practices. So I'll definitely watch the first half and then I'll probably be running practice with it on my phone on the dash. Just, yeah, do another hard lap, kids. We're, uh, we got a power play here. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, we'll we'll look forward to that tomorrow to recap it. So make sure to tune in to the Thursday edition. Tomorrow we'll have a full recap. And again, one way or another, we're going to overreact. So make sure you tune in 11 a.m. Eastern time. Many thanks to Colby Armstrong, producer Aaron Bordado, at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe here on YouTube, at the Leafs Nation 401, or Leafs Morning Take, wherever you get your podcasts. That's Shay Rosell. I'm Nick Alberga. And enjoy the season opener tonight. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com.